Hi guys and welcome back to Suddenly Sane. So today is going to be a bit emotional. So if it gets or I get a bit quiet, um, know that that's what it is. Okay, so today I want to tell a story. It's a story that some people have heard and it's a story that others haven't. Um... And it's something that has affected me in ways that I didn't like to think it did. But I've been doing therapy and guys, therapy sucks. <laughs> it had so much. Um, it's worthwhile, but it's such a process. Um, so I'm going to talk about the time I was sexually harassed in university. Oh gosh, I heard, I hate the word sexually harassed, sexually abused, sexually um, violated. It just, it feels so like I'm not in control. I'm being a control freak. I guess this is one of those experiences that really threw me out of equilibrium. Um, I've been sexually molested before. Or slash sexually abused by a classmate when I was about 12 but that's a story for another day but that's the context of I think why I behaved the way I behaved when this event happened so many of you know I went to university in America and it was great it was amazing um I really really loved it I would do it all over again despite everything that happened but in my second semester, which was my first, my sophomore year, I became the vice president of ASA. Um, so my first semester was kind of like with a lot of like um, people, other international kids, but not necessarily Africans. Um, it was the people I met in orientation, we were hanging out. And then I was still with my ex-boyfriend. So I wasn't really around on the weekends. Like I was, I was in and out. And especially because I didn't like my first housemates that I lived with. So I was never, I tried to never be in um, the town that my college was in. So um, come second semester, I was, um, I was broken up with this guy. I had broken up with this guy and... I was a free, free person and I wanted to like socialize more because I feel like my first time I started really socialize and I wanted to join organizations, you know, do the full college experience. So I did. Um, I joined the ASA and the then president invited me and asked that she was looking for a board and everything. And we did like a summer. She was my um college body. So she was the first person that I had contact with when I joined Penn State and she was great. She was absolutely amazing. Um, so when she said she wanted to form the ASA, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it too. I had been, the semester before, I had been to BSU, that's Black Students, BES, yeah, Black Students Union, um, it's a version of an African night and damn, it was trash. <laughs> no offense if you are part of that, but it was not great. Um, so our idea was to like do an event that was Africa 
African, African central centered, yeah, African centered, um, to showcase the beauty of Africa because our um parent university I was on a I was in a um I went to Penn State so anybody that knows Penn State knows that there's a massive like main campus and then they have satellite campuses so my first two years were in um a satellite satellite campus um yes okay everything was good you know people were joining it was great and I was in streets I was out there to meet people socialize and all that jack um but i also kind of had one of my really close friends at the time had moved back and me and him kind of started a fling not really but kind of um so enter stage a guy that i had met in my first semester he was let's call him john so john like me was nigerian but he grew up in um america and he was one of those jai jai up and everywhere kind of person um so i didn't really pay much attention to him but my soft my sophomore year we started to kind of like chill and talk and stuff um so john um said he liked me and he was trying to talk to me i wasn't really interested in john um but i was friendly and i thought there's no harm frustration is something i'm good at doing <clears throat> and stuff so um now to have context something had happened with me and john in my first semester i was crashing at one of his friends houses and he kind of like was trying to I was on the couch lying down because I had <clears throat> slept over at this guy's house a few times and um I normally crashed on the couch because like I said, he hated my housemates and this guy offered his couch when I felt like I needed to get out. So I was back to sleeping on the couch and this John was around. So while I was lying on the couch, John tries to lie down on the couch with me. And he's drunk, so he's trying to grind against me, and it's just very uncomfortable. I'm getting like agitated, so um, his friend tells me to oh that she just come to the bed and I can sleep there. Um, so that's what happened. So this master, John is like oh he's been feeling me yada yada yada. Okay, no wahala. I again just think we're talking as a friendly vibe, is not that serious. So one day. John says he has plantain that he knows that me, I have like rice and stew. Now, everybody knows that university, everybody's always looking for people that has food. And I used to cook a lot, but yeah, everybody's always looking, hustling for food. It's like a standard university procedure. Um, And he said he had plantain. And me, I see, one thing I don't know how to do is fry, fry plantain. I don't know how to fry it. I hate it. I feel like it's such a waste of time to be using a frying plant to fry, fry plantain. So for me, I was excited. Somebody is frying, going to fry plantain for me. So I came over and I, and anybody that knows me from back then knew that I love to wear this particular black onesie. I wore it everywhere, to class, to everything. So I had black onesie and fluffy pink slippers 
and my therapist says I should stop emphasizing what I wear that even if I was wearing bomb shorts that doesn't give anybody right to invade my space but I just felt like it's necessary to know that I wasn't dressed for a come through and it was in the afternoon it was about 2 p.m so I didn't feel like oh I was coming to do stuff I know that seems really silly because people woke up in the afternoon but just yeah so you know John made this fried plantain we served ourselves and we were just chilling on the couch and eating and talking John proceeds to try and make out with me I'm like no I'm not here for that John proceeds to push me down and try and get on top of me and grip me and pull down my um zipper from my onesie and at that point I start to panic so I start to like push back and, and shout off and I, I threaten that you know, I'm going to scream because he had housemates and stuff so he let me go and I ran back to my apartment I don't think I said anybody to, anything to anybody I just brushed it off I was gonna be like I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen I just you know I did what I think a lot of people do so I that night there was a party that we were supposed to go to so um we went it was to a mutual friend's house and john was there and john again was very drunk and when i realized that after a while that john was drunk and you know he he um started acting a bit belligerent being like why did i leave him that i'm such a tease like he backs me up into the corner he's trying to to get me to grind with him he's just he's preventing me from like leaving and he's just getting more and more erratic and i was just trying to like not make a scene because my friends were there and other people were there and i just i just i don't know i don't know why i thought the way i did so i called my um i messaged my housemates i i had I had moved to a different apartment by this time, and these housemates were um two of our housemates were masters. So it was me, my friend, and then two other girls who were master's students, and they were great. They were lovely. They were older. So I texted them, and I was like, "Oh, guys, can you come and get me? I don't really feel comfortable." So they came, and they came with two guys, um, two Arabic guys and one of them was my very very good friend um very cute guy very good friend um he was known by all of us because he was from a particular country um which i cannot say now (laughs) and he came and you know like i said in college we weren't particular like I feel like people that went to university in Europe were a lot more stylish in college. Like, we just used to dress like bombs. And it was pretty late. I think it was, like, 12 by now. So he came and he had, like, a cover that was covered around him. Because I get, I get it was getting chilly. And so when he saw me, he was like, oh, my gosh, Shiji, are you cold? Like, you're shaking. Like, what's wrong? And then he opened up the covers and his arms. 
so i i went to him again somebody that i'm very comfortable with that we've been friends for now maybe eight plus months so i go to him and he wraps his arms around me and i guess i'm still shaking and he that's when like the insults start to fly when i'm leaving so john starts to hurl insults oh i share which means prostitutes like look at you um um he said some other derogatory things borderline racist and um he was just hurling insults hurling insults as we were walking away and stuff um he was saying it in yoruba so the other people couldn't really understand what he was saying um so i got we got back to the arab guy's house and we were there they were just like oh she just hung out it was fine and he was still texting me all kinds of terrible shit like there was just messages and messages of like terrible things he had said and um I, like, at some point, just stopped replying, right? That's what people do. Anyway, I go back home at, like, 4, 5 a.m., go to my room and sleep. Then the next morning, we're all, like, sitting down, like, talking about everything. And my housemate, the one that stayed back, is like, yeah, when they left the party to go home, he followed them home, and he came inside, and he was banging on all the doors and saying, no, should you come out like why are you hiding and he was banging on them that he even like almost passed out on her bed trying to wait for me to come back and stuff now the following day he actually sent a message saying oh sorry and stuff but it was so destabilizing and for three months i i felt so afraid like i would look behind me and I was, I was so afraid. And the thing is, I couldn't do anything about it because I was the vice president of ASA. And nothing actually was done for me, but I felt so unsafe. Like, I felt so unsafe. And I knew that if I reported it, I would look like the bad person. And I just... I just didn't want, I didn't want that stress. And I think that, you know, it's funny because I was supposed to be in a leadership position and I felt powerless. And I spent the next rest of that year being the vice president of ASA and having my power undermined and worrying about what was said about me. And I did tell somebody eventually i started having a fling with um a friend of his and and um i told him and he confronted the guy and he of course denied it and said that wasn't the case and yada 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 and and stuff his friend believed me, I guess, luckily. Um, but it was just, I was just angry and I was hurt. 
and I had to pretend like nothing had happened. I had to be this pillar that, you know, bought us, whipped the group into shape and all I wanted to be was on my own and not ever have to deal with this guy again. But I was dealing with him every week regularly and, you know, just suffering in silence and it was painful and it's a thing that I just continue to have to process because at the end of the day others will be like yeah but he apologized or yeah like it didn't thank god it wasn't rape it wasn't anything that was too bad but it was still such a difficult position that affected a year of my life and it just reinforced something in me that, you know, men would take advantage and I'm not safe. And I feel like it's a hard pill to swallow, but I have to figure out how to process to let go and be okay and not block it, but to deal with it. Anyway, all I want to tell everybody is that you are not it's not your fault no matter what you want to see that person no matter whether you went to somebody's house and it was alone it wasn't your fault like you're not responsible for other people's actions no is no um people shouldn't feel like they have a right to your body they shouldn't feel like they have a right to relationship they shouldn't feel like they have a right to terrorize you like it don't let your brain program your program you to believe that it was you because it wasn't and this is something I'm having to learn um it wasn't me and I'm okay I'm safe now and everything will be okay and I have to learn how to forgive and forget for myself but yeah thank you guys for listening and I really do hope that this has helped somebody cheers